<laughs> now I'm ready. Ready? Uh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome back to episode 50 of the Second Unit Podcast. My name is Zach Parsons. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Jake Devon and Alex Saban with producer Ben on the ones and twos. Today is a big episode. We have the Second Unit origin story coming up at the end of the episode, as told by Alex Saban himself. We have Shane Gillis hosting SNL. Uh, Jay Billis wants to arrest court stormers and a lot more. Um, but first, I think I want to start with, we'll just start at the top here. Um, Peter King, sports writing legend, uh, wrote in his column yesterday, or two days ago, I think it was at this point, that he is retiring. Uh, Peter King was a guy that I grew up reading. His Monday morning quarterback column I thought was very good and was one of the reasons why I got into sports and like things like that. And I wanted to ask you guys, Jake, we'll start with you. Who were your like sports writing, maybe not idols, but like who did you like to read growing up and, and stuff like that? Background knowledge. Jake DeBond was the sports writer for the high school paper. Yes, he True. was. So this and, is big. And he was the only writer for the HSE Orb that had an article anyone read. So True. also <laughs> very good for controversial. You. Very controversial. But yes, Jake. Um for me, it was only really one, like from when I was like a kid, kid, and I always read Bob Kravitz. Okay. Bob Kravitz in the Indy Star always wrote about all the the topical sports that were going on in the day. That's when the Indy Star still had class. With they have some terrible writers nowadays. <laughs> There's but, take. There you uh, go. Yeah, Greg Doyle is one of the worst writers I've ever. Greg Doyle come across. Uh, he's just awful. I mean, in, the indie media landscape right now is is not in a very good place. But Bob Kravitz back in his day was the best. And years and years later, I met his daughter because Shelby was uh, sorority no sisters with names? her. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, Shelby was sorority sisters with her. And oh, I met really? Her at that's a wedding. Cool. Yeah. Dana. Yeah, so I was like, oh, this is wild for me. So, yeah. On, on my soccer team in junior high, I think. Really? Yep. Yeah, there she was go. the bartender at the wedding. Really? Like, oh, yeah. This Do you crazy. like Bob Kravitz still? Uh, yeah, he does like uh, his own, like, website thing that you subscribe to. I read a few of them, then they hit a paywall. So not enough to pay for it. No, <laughs> I don't read that much sports stuff anymore. I, all I take in all my stuff, like podcast yeah, and like that's fair. Small ESPN articles. I still like like Stephen Holder to say, yeah, I still good. like Stephen Holder. Um, Oh, Mike Wells. I used to yeah. love Mike Wells. Shout out. Oh, and one more shout out. Scott Agnes. For yeah. Pacers follow. It's really cool. I met him working at a, a country club as well. Really nice guy. Uh, so those were some of them. Him and Caitlin sure. Cooper are probably the two best yeah. Pacers writers now. Caitlin Cooper say. gets a lot of credit nationwide. I've seen Reddick, JJ Reddick retweet her stuff yeah. and and mention her in podcasts. She's turned into like the go-to person for like yeah. everyone around the country for the Pacers. Yep. Alex, how about you? I consume media, especially written media, as the biggest simpleton of all time. I could not tell you who writes things. If there's an article with a headline that interests me, I'll read it. Okay. I barely pay attention to who writes it. <laughs> but who um, who always had the back page of Sports Illustrated? What was that guy's name? Because uh, I, I always know. got Sports Illustrated, like the physical magazine yeah. as a kid. And there was always the same guy. I, maybe Chris Mannix? Nope. No. no. Chris Mannix wrote for SI for a yeah, long time. was a good writer. I don't know who the back Maybe page Ryan was. something or Mike oh, something. Oh, Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly? I think that's right, right? That's a hockey player. Yeah. No. 
Bill, no, Bill, Bill O'Reilly's O'Reilly. the, the yeah, Fox yeah. guy. It's something Riley, though. Mike you know? Riley. I have no idea. Yeah. But whoever wrote the back page of Sports Illustrated just by default is the only single uh, writer, sports writer, that I could point right. out because I consume media like a like a simpleton because I am. One. Uh, fair enough. Rick Riley. Rick, Rick Riley. Riley. There, there you it go. is. See, we were going to get there. Um, mine were Peter King. I reread a lot of Bill Simmons. Um, I've read both of his books. Um, Zach Lowe was a big one for mm-hmm. me. I still read Zach Lowe from time to time. It was really just like basketball writers is who I who I really followed. But yeah, Bill Simmons and uh, and Zach Lowe were my two favorites, like reading and stuff like that. Um, we had a kind of a big story in college basketball last week. Kyle Filipowski. Um, I think we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast, but Kyle Filipowski got hurt in the uh, court storming uh, against Wake Forest. Got yeah. hurt. Got <laughs> hurt. Um, yeah, have they announced his injury? No, he's playing tonight. Yeah, he's playing. Oh, tonight. so he, he had like knee yeah. soreness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's playing tonight. Okay, uh, okay. That's why I said got hurt. He's yeah. very liberal. Yeah. They know where it ended. Coming coming off the court, he needed like six people to help him. It was a whole thing. Anyway. Jay Billis yesterday on ESPN said that uh, if you really want to stop court, uh, court storming, one time if you uh, just let the kids on the court, tell them they can't leave and detain them or arrest them. And I think that's one of the more idiotic takes anyone's ever made on the ever because the only ever, th- ever, ever. And I like Jay Billis a lot. I, I like Jay Billis a lot, too. I think he sucks now. I was a Jay Billis guy five or six years ago, but Jay Billis has just gotten older and just more decrepit, and I, I just don't really like him anymore. But college basketball is in such a bad spot right now because there's no true star that anyone really gives a fuck about. The biggest name in college basketball is Caitlin Clark, and the best thing college basketball has is court storming because no other uh, – you know, you can't do that professionally. So it's like it, – it, Jay Billis was just never part of a court storming, you know? That I think that's what it comes down to. If he was ever part of a court storming, he'd be like, man, this is the fucking best thing ever. Well, go ahead. The issue with court storming is everybody who has opinions about it are adults. Yeah. And the people storming courts are college kids. Drunk college and kids. And if you've been a college kid, you're not going to listen to what anybody's no. telling you. And If you tell them not to storm a court, that's going to make them storm more courts. Right. So I don't know what, like you're just wasting your breath with the opinion. hundred percent. Oh, we need to stop this. It's dangerous. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. And there's not really anything you can do about it. You can put things in to try to make it safer. Yeah. But it's going to happen. College kids are going to be college kids and it's a huge part of college basketball. Also, if you're an opposing team that's worried about this, just get the fuck off the court quick. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I'll just... say Kyle Filipowski was in no hurry to get off no, the court. Not at that's all. the problem. Yeah. It's like, you got to understand, like, Honestly, these coaches need to take more accountability and be in call a timeout with two seconds left and be like, listen, guys, there's going to be chaos in right. Sue. That's just a fact. Yeah. It's like, let's have a plan for it. Like, I don't know. You're hundred percent right there. Where like, yeah, if they're, yeah, I do think more coaches should do that where it's like, yeah, you're down by 10 with two seconds left. Let's call a timeout. Let's get all these guys close to our bench. As soon as it goes, we're exactly we're out. Also, Billis made the point. It's like, well, Look at Kansas. Kansas doesn't storm the court. Look at Duke. Duke doesn't storm the court. It's because those are the teams that get court stormed against because you beat those guys. Those are the guys. It's like when Wake Forest, who is the smallest by population D1 school, 
in basketball beats Duke, that's their Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, what are the odds of them winning a national championship? Right. It's very slim. It's like, those kids don't care. Yeah. When IU beat Kentucky, it's like, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. You storm the court. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. I mean, when we were in high school, we would go to girls' soccer games and we, we stormed, stormed the, the field, field for a high school game. And there was like game. 30 of us and, and that was, kicked ass. And here we are still talking about right. it. Right. So it's like, that's kind of my thing is that Jay Billis is just, has just never been part of a court storming. So he doesn't understand how fun it is. He so. didn't have that college kid experience because he was a player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's Jay Billis. Uh, Cam Newton got into a fight the other day. Uh, fought a lot of guys. He fought, what was it, like three or four guys trying to At fight least. him? Five and, or six, I feel like. Yeah. And the craziest part about that whole video for me is that he did it. He whipped all their ass and his hat didn't even fall off. <laughs> it's fucking insane to me. And my question with this is I feel like there's been a lot of Cam Newton disrespect over the last couple of years uh, because people kind of just remember him with the Patriots and the ass end of the, the Panthers. I feel like like what what made these five or six kids think that they can just go up and talk shit and beat Cam Newton's ass? I saw the guys that were a part of it on the pod. They were on somebody. Everybody has a podcast. You know, I can't if you can believe everybody has podcasts. Um, but <laughs> I was literally about to talk shit about it. Oh, everybody's got a podcast. As I'm speaking into a microphone, I want to die. Anyways, <laughs> but there were two of the guys who were part of it. Apparently, this is like been an ongoing thing. Cam has an organization that has a bunch of like teams that play in this league charity. I don't, I don't, I didn't get the full background yeah. on it, but basically he said the guys that fought him said that cam and his, his guys have been chirping them for a long time about something yeah. back and forth, whatever. And then cam said something to one of the guys, one of the guys said something back and then allegedly cam put his hands on mm. one of those guys first, to like shove him or yeah. something. And then all the other guys happened to see that. And we're just trying to protect their guy, you know, who knows, yeah. but that's the story that they're telling it. Cam least. whooped their ass. I don't give a fuck. So I'm a Cam Newton guy. It is. It is weird to see where the disrespect come from. I, I do think Cam puts it on himself a little bit. He does talk very mm -hmm. like he, he lifts himself up a lot, you know, it's pretty arrogant, <laughs> arrogant, <Yeah>. arrogance, <laughs> a good word for it. I, I don't know, like, but it is weird. It seems like that's the trendy thing to do now yeah. with Cam Newton. And he seems like a pretty chill guy. From yeah, I was going to say, I've everything seen I've seen of him, he's like a pretty fine guy. He, the biggest thing is he just did not have um, a graceful fall from superstardom. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys no. who are that good have like a slow regression yeah. of like, they just slowly start getting a little bit worse. And then mm -hmm. eventually it's a few years down the road and you're like, Oh, you know, he's just not really what he was. He just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Like he was literally, you know, one of the top players in the league one day. And it truly felt like the next day he was like fighting to be on a roster. Yeah. I mean, he had that, he had that four or five year so run fast. where he was one of the best players in the NFL. Like oh, he was easy. that guy. And yeah, you are right where it, it was, he was at the top and then he was at the bottom overnight. And I, I would agree with that um, as well. I mean, the play style he played with doesn't really surprise you, you know, where he's like, his whole thing was like running over linebackers. And then when you get older, you can't really do that anymore. Right. So, so I get it. But prime Cam Newton was unbelievable. I mean, he's the MVP and they lost the Super Bowl by eight. Yeah. To Peyton Manning. Yeah. So, and and even Cam Newton in college with Auburn, that one year he had with Auburn, it was one of the best college football seasons of all time. He was he was unbelievable. Um 
the next thing I have here is golf, and I'm going to turn to Jake here. This is a quick one, and I just have a question for you. Uh, the match happened, and we've had three or four iterations of four or five, six iterations of this. I had no idea this was happening until the day of. Me neither, to be fair. Okay. so Are these that, the clips of Josh Allen that I saw? Uh, maybe. I don't. I think so. I think he did play in it. I know Max Homa played in it. Yeah. Rory, Rory McIlroy. All the yeah. other times there's been the match. I was very aware of yeah. the match. I didn't yeah. yeah, this happened like on Tuesday or something, and I saw an ad for it like that day. And I, I guess my question is, why are they not marketing this better? Uh, I just people don't care anymore. Yeah. Th- this started as Tiger and Phil gonna. That play. was awesome. Exactly, and that and then obviously everything happened with Phil and his fall from grace and joining Live, and then everything happened with Tiger with him almost dying in that car accident. So that stopped. Yeah, and I, I think it should have died then. Yeah, but the problem is the first couple iterations of the match made so much money that it it won't ever stop. Yeah, probably. I mean we got together for that first one. Yeah, with Tiger I'm, and Phil. Yeah. And- that was big. That was a that was a big, huge big deal. Thing. But yeah, I don't know why they keep doing this now. I mean, eventually it's going to make less and less money, and then they'll stop doing it. But. And and I think the the problem they have with this too is golf is always played on the weekends, right? And they have to play this in the middle of the week if they want to do it. And I think that just kind of shoots them in the foot as well. You know, who's yeah. like with the NBA and college basketball and like all this stuff going on, like who's who's going to turn on this charity golf match, I guess. I don't know. Plus, if you want to watch entertaining golf, there's so much entertaining golf on YouTube nowadays where right, there's content true. creators creating like entertaining ways to watch golf. If you're not looking for competitive golf, right. I want to watch competitive golfers play competitive golf. Like, yeah. I don't really care about them doing all of this yeah. stuff, to be honest with you. I'd rather have them. I would rather watch a big YouTube thing yeah. where it's actually entertaining. Like those guys to me aren't very entertaining. Unless, unless it's like when Tiger and Phil were like betting every single hole with each other. Yeah, that that's was very entertaining. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Also, Tiger and Phil just have a different gravity to them that yeah. even like Max Homa and Rory McIlroy, two of the most popular golfers, they don't have near the nah. gravity. Tiger Woods is the needle. Yeah. So without him, it's just like, eh. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, moving on. We had a couple call. Uh, we had a couple buzzer beaters last night that I wanted to talk about. Max Strews hitting a 65 foot shot to beat the Mavs, which was pretty insane. We had uh, Reed Shepard with a game winner against Mississippi State, and then we have Jared Lucas with a game winner against Nevada. Is hitting a game winner in basketball the greatest walk off in sports? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if it is. I think a walk-off home run is the best. I still think to this day the Minneapolis Miracle is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Just the fact that it was a walk-off touchdown, like a long touchdown, and the crowd pop was something like I've never heard before. I think that is the coolest because with basketball, it just happens too often. Right. And with baseball, baseball is really cool too. I think I'd put baseball in front of basketball, but a long football walk-off is – Number one, I think. Okay. How about you? I like that. I'm totally, obviously, I'm swayed. <laughs> He's going to talk about my team. I didn't even do it. That truly was. And it, I think oh, it just true. is that in basketball, yeah, it happens often enough that, like, not that you expect some of those shots to go in, but you see it a lot. And, yeah. like, football having a true walk off doesn't happen nearly as often. We had a walk off in the Super Bowl this year. True. That was just a little it's one, true. though. Yeah, it's true. But 
you know. I'm not saying. I'm just saying like that was right. a a big yeah, a big one huge. that happened but recently. I think I would argue that um, a walk off home run is better than a game winning shot in basketball. It just happens too often. I think a walk off home run's the best, just because like. You get to touch them all. You get to have your whole moment there. Well, not even that, but like literally everyone in the stadium and everyone watching, their eyes are on you. It's only you they're watching, and you still hit that home run, and then you have that, and then I just think that would be freaking incredible. Also, that just might be a dream of mine to hit a walk-off home run, so maybe maybe that's why I say that. <laughs> but anyway, um, let's see. What, what do we have next here? I have a bit of trivia for you before oh, we move on to yeah. non-sports. I'm going to, this is going to be between the two of you. I need five players. I'm going to give you. Buzzer. Is it like a race? No, 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 oh, no. So you're going to work on this together. We're you're going to have. saving Jesus Christ. You're a team. Ready to kick your ass. <laughs> you're going to have eight guesses for five players. Okay. Yeah. So you have three strikes. Basically three strikes and you're out. That's oh. what we'll do here. Got it. I'm already going to throw up. <laughs> there have been five running backs that have had a thousand yards each of the past two seasons rushing. Who, can you name who they are? A thousand yards the last two seasons. Just the last two? Yeah. There's only been five? There's only been five running backs in the last two seasons to have a thousand yards in each season. Okay. So first one, okay. to, we have to go McCaffrey, right? Or was he hurt too much two years ago? I don't know. My, I think that's a good guess. I think we should guess that one. For sure. McCaffrey? Yeah. McCaffrey. Correct. That's oh, one. Oh, I was like, that felt like a layup. Then I was like, shit, he was hurt a little bit. Okay, for some reason I can remember the 2022 leaders more. And I know Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor were on that list. Now, Jonathan Taylor didn't do it this year. Did Josh Jacobs have a good enough year to rush for 1,000? I think he might have like just barely scraped 1,000. Then let's guess Josh let's Jacobs. Let's go Josh Jacobs. That is incorrect. Damn. What do you have this year? I, he's not on the list. Look I up mean, your nubbies. I, I just saw so, this on Twitter, and I, um, that's what I took it from. So Derek that's your Hen- first strike. Derek Henry's been healthy the last two years. And I think they run him enough where that's a good that's answer, why, too. He yeah. touches the ball 400 times a year. Is Josh, that? Josh Jacobs only had 800 yards this year. Tough. I forgot we got a lot of Zamir White this year, didn't yeah. we? Um, Go rip Derek Henry. Derek Henry. Yeah, for sure. That is correct. Okay. That's so two. you got two. With one strike. There gotta be some heinous guys on this list for him to bring this up. <laughs> Saquon Barkley did it two years ago, right? Did he do it this year? Oh, I, I or did he was out. Was he out year. or was it that way? I think he it was might out have been. Last okay. Year. Not Saquon then. I think you're right. I think he was hurt. Did see put getting put on the spot is such a terrible thing. Like I literally am like, who's the Vikings running back? <laughs> Who is it? It wasn't a Viking for we sure. We have we have two AFC guys and one Madison. NFC guy. Two okay. AFC guys, one NFC guy. Uh, did Pacheco do it? I don't think so. Not with Clyde, Clyde Edwards. Lair would have played too much last like, yeah. the previous season. Okay, let's just go through the divisions. Joe Mixon is one that maybe like just is right at one thousand the last yeah, two years. I like that guess. Joe Mixon. No, damn, damn. it. One okay. more guess. I'm just let's go to through the divisions it. though. So I don't think it was a Dolphins running back, right? Uh, I don't think did it was Mostert a- have a good year last year. <laughs> like no. this year, he I'm did, not confident but- enough to guess a Dolphin. I don't, I'm not confident That's enough fair. to guess right. a. Uh, here you go. Here's another hint. The two AFC guys. The divisions are AFC North and AFC South. Okay, so the only AFC South running back that could have done it, in my opinion, Etienne was too hurt two years ago, right? I don't think so. No, because it, but could not, have been Pierce too. It's not a cold. Damian Pierce didn't do shit this year. Did he not? Okay. And we already got Derrick Henry, so, so it's got to be Etienne because uh, Jonathan didn't do it. Is that your guess? Yeah. Yep. Travis Etienne. Okay. 
Then AFC North, we already went for Joe Mixon. Not a Steeler. Definitely, Nick, definitely not Nick Chubb. It, it's going to be low-key Najee Harris. You think that's, so? That's the game. That's why. We're yeah, that's this. probably. It's uh, Najee Harris, isn't it? Is that your guess? Yeah, yeah. sure. It is. <laughs> okay. Got one more. So in the NFC, <laughs> NFC, <laughs> NFC, NFC. And an NFC guy. This is another guy that. Uh, Najee Harris level. I was of, surprised he was on this list. Is it uh, Williams for the Rams, maybe? Did he do he good two years ago? Okay, the previous year. So we already got the Niner. A Seahawk, I don't think did it, right? It might be Kenneth Walker. He might have just okay. In. So maybe Kenneth Walker, a Cardinal, <laughs> a Cardinal. James Connor. James Connor's been low key really good. He gets a lot of touch. It's probably James Connor. It's James Connor. Is that your guess? Yeah. Nope. Wrong. Dude. Was it Kenneth Walker? Nope. Oh, okay. Tony Pollard was the last guy. Oh, that guy was so bad this yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I saw that list and I was like, wow. Tony Pollard and Najee Harris are two of the five running backs to Interesting. Have. But yeah, I just thought that was kind I mean, of Najee makes sense. That guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's that a guy... really good fantasy pick for me. That guy's great. <laughs> Tony Pollard had to just barely do it this year. One thousand five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so there you go. Uh, yeah, there it is. A little bit of a thousand and seven. A thousand and seven the year before. That's insane. Yeah, and so. he only had like sixty more carries this year. What a good year for him. Yeah, yeah, great good year for him. him. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, there's uh, there's that trivia. Uh, I also saw an interesting Vikings thing that I not sure I want to hear it, but okay. That uh, Josh McCown, you guys hired Josh McCown. Oh, we to did. Be yeah, that's actually good news. He's like quarterback the passing coach. game coordinator, or, and quarterbacks coach. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was kind of a hot head coaching uh, guy you remember, like a couple years ago. You remember like three years ago he interviewed for the Texans head coaching job when he's never coached before? Yeah. He yeah. was like coaching high school football. Yeah. And then they're like, how about maybe the head coach? Speaking you know? of high school football, do you know who he coached in high school? Justin Fields. Drake May. Oh. Hmm. Something. Interesting. Mm. I have heard rumors that the Vikings are interested in pick three. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I said to Alex, Alex today, I said, I think the Vikings are going to be the surprise team to like come up and get a quarterback. So I saw that and I thought it was, you know, just connecting connecting a couple dots here and there. So um, I don't think I'm ready for that conversation yet. <laughs> I can't wait for that conversation. Uh, all right. Any other sports stuff before we move on that you want to get off your chest? Uh, I don't think so. No. Sport ball. Sport ball. All right, uh, Shane Gill is hosting SNL last week. Uh, if you're not familiar with his story, he was hired at SNL, I believe, in 2019 or 2020, and then a podcast clip came out uh, that got him fired, and then he went on to make his own sketch comedy show, the Matt and Shane uh, sketch comedy show that's done really well, and now he's one of the biggest comedians in the game. If not the biggest, probably the biggest. Yeah. I think it's the biggest right now. I, sure. I stole this from someone on the internet, but they said that Shane Gillis is the guy's version of Taylor Swift, where everyone just like blindly loves him and stuff like that. And it, it kind of makes a ton of sense. But my question for you, Jake, is getting fired from SNL the greatest thing to ever happen to Shane Gillis? Honestly, probably yeah, because it put a lot more eyeballs on him. Of yeah. Like, why? What? What is with this guy? What is the story behind it now? And I think that was right at the peak of people fighting back against some of the yeah. woke cancel culture stuff, you know. And I think that 
I, he's also done a great job after, so mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was just that. So I don't know. I think that was the start of it, though. He, uh, I did see that he has a Netflix comedy that just got picked up, like a self-funded Netflix comedy uh, that I'm very excited about. Also, him be- becoming best friends with Joe Rogan probably really helped him as well because he yeah. went on Joe Rogan's podcast immediately after with the woke culture and shit like that, and that blew up. Do you have any thoughts on Shane Gillis? Are you a big Shane Gillis comedy guy? No, I mean, I'm aware of him and see clips here and there, and he's funny, but I don't. Beautiful I've, Dogs is a hilarious stand-up yeah, on Netflix. Yes. If you haven't, go, like, if you haven't seen it, go see it. I watched the full stand-up when everybody was talking about mm-hmm. that. Oh, it's so, so good. To, it's very good. And, uh, and I used to be a big SNL guy back in the day, but I haven't watched a, a full episode of SNL in a while. But I watched this entire thing, and the sketches were really good. And, the cold opening was really weird. They did this like weird cold opening, like a political sketch thing that was kind of strange that Shane Gillis wasn't involved in, but everything else was really good. So good for Shane Gillis. Uh, Wendy's surge pricing. <laughs> this is some fucking bullshit right here. Wendy's is introducing a like a stock market esque surge pricing menu where certain items will go up and down based on how they're doing. Alex, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, It feels fake. It feels like there's no way that's something they could actually do. Like, how would you implement that? I have no idea. This is just a way for them to get more money. There's no way anything's going down, right? right? But just like, you know, think of most fast food places have like 16-year-olds working on the show. And... In real time, are the 16-year-olds just going to hold the customer accountable for, oh, wait, actually, now you owe me 15 more cents? Like, I don't Yeah, I don't know. know. It's very strange. I just just don't think there's any way for it to work. Yeah. This feels like a story that Wendy's wanted in the news just so they could be talked about. I could see that. (laughs) Wendy's is kind of falling behind. Yeah. Well, they backed out. This this article's from, like, four hours ago. So, like, the, the internet speak about it. You know, if they were actually going to put this in, yeah. I mean, they're not planning to now. They've released in a statement that they're like, "Oh, like, just kidding." Yeah, like we didn't realize this could be so bad. So, <laughs> so they got bullied out. Of they it? got bullied out. It's like uh, that Sonic movie all over again, where people hate oh, the way yeah. Sonic looked. Yeah. So that was an thing. expensive fuck up for them. I bet the I Sonic mean, they situation. Made Sonic looked like a rat. Yeah, it was really bad. This is interesting though because. I think you can complain about it all you want, but it's kind of like Uber and Lyft. Like if you show up at Wendy's and the prices are just what it is, I feel, I think you just like pay it. Yeah. Well, and I read you know? something. It, it'd be one thing if it was McDonald's doing it. Cause it, I feel like they kind of They're the leader of the industry, right? They, they have a little bit more buying power there, but Wendy's yeah, like, I can't tell you the last time I went to Wendy's. I do like honest. Wendy's. I think a Wendy's burger is very good. But I really like the spicy like, chicken sandwich. You would like square the, patties. <laughs> Wendy's lost me when you had to specify chocolate frosty. I'm sorry. That's just a frosty. But I, they have different flavors of frosty. Uh, they always Not have. my Wendy's. They always have. Not my Wendy's. They've always had a vanilla. Not my Wendy's. Chocolate. <laughs> always? Right. Always. That is shocking to learn. He's, he's trying to Mandela affect me. They always have had a vanilla in a Not chocolate. always. Yeah, 100%. They listed used to just have a Frosty. I disagree. That's okay. When did the vanilla Frosty come out? In our lifetime. 2006. That's not always. Might as well be. 
You know how old we were in 2006? Oh, they replaced it temporarily in 22 and 23 with the strawberry frosty. Mm. So I'm sorry. My Wendy's, my whole life up until I was 14, it was just a frosty. How dare you try to gaslight me into thinking. You didn't eat fast food when you were younger. True. It was a treat. (laughs) Which is why I looked forward to my frosty treat. I will say... Shout out to the road trips. I do really like Wendy's, but... I was sitting there thinking about it because I was trying to def- defend it. I think I just like all of them. I like all the yeah, fast so do food. I. Like, <laughs> my fat ass loves if, them Yeah, all. I'll say, if you drive me to a fast food spot, I'll find something yeah, I like. 100%. Like, that's kind of how I feel about Wendy's. I get one thing, and I really like that one thing. And I'm So me and Wendy's are cool. Like I don't got no beef with Wendy's. <laughs> like, you know? When that one... <laughs> That was good. You didn't even know what you did. Nah, I got yeah. no beef with Wendy's. You know, like I don't even beef? eat the beef. I eat the chicken. Did you guys have those little uh, frosty cards or whatever that Wendy's that when it opened up in Hamilton Town Center? I did not have like, one, but I know like you're a free about. small frosty for, for yeah. every purchase. Yeah, that was sick. I enjoyed that a lot. You could just buy them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It was like some. Yeah, it was like ten bucks or, or something yeah. like that. And, and what a great it. marketing tool because oh, it gets yeah. you to go there all the time. Yeah, and you could easily go to anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, and you get like a one this big. It's like a baby one, right? Yep. Uh, so let's move on to. Oh, they've always had a vanilla frosty. This guy, I'm never gonna get past that. <laughs> <laughs> you were so confident, and you were so wrong. I For my all- youngest sister, they always have. There you go. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, for the bebes of the world. Also, I just want to issue a public apology to Alex for last week in my comment towards him. That was mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, moving sometimes. On. I moved on. I, now I'm just upset about this. <laughs> the gaslighting that okay. just happened. Okay. Everybody's going to hear it. Um, Summer House returned. It is a show that me, Alex, and Ben have watched for a long time. I think all thanks to Ben and his wife got, I know, me and Alex into it. And Jake... This is your first season watching it, correct? We watched yeah, the, first episode ever. I'm glad watched, you guys wrote me into it. We watched the first episode the other day, and uh, we had a hot debate in in the house that got very heated. Got insane. Um, before we get into that, who is your favorite Summer House character of all time, Alex? Um, and Ben, I would like your answer as well. Man, anyone but Danielle. This. Oh, yeah, Danielle stinks. I think just the easy answer for now, and then I'll think about it a little more. Um, Kyle is an easy one. You like Kyle? Yeah. He's, he, just, he's just a mess, but yeah. he's so fun. And like when it really comes down to it, like he wants to be a good guy. Yeah. And um, just longevity of from the start to now, there's not very many uh, consistent, consistent people yeah. on the show. Um so I think Kyle. Do you have a least favorite? Because I think that's probably easier to... Oh, Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay is your least favorite. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's the worst. Yeah, Lindsay She is a mess, but like not in a fun way. Yeah, she's, she's just, just mean. Mess. Yeah. 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 She just makes shit up. She plays victim for everything. I, like nothing anybody does is ever good enough or like it, she... Eh. Ugh. Yeah, I've yeah. only ever seen one episode, but I really like Paige. I think she's really funny. Yeah, and I didn't realize I know Paige from like TikTok. She comes yeah. up on my TikTok, and I thought she was just like a random girl of the podcast. And I didn't who knew that she was on the show. Yeah, her co-host on that podcast, Hannah Burner, used to be on Summer House as well. Oh man, and she was a, a bigger mess than all of them. Hannah, oof, she was something. She was she's very funny now. Like they're she was their fine until that like last season she turned into a mess and then she left the show. Yeah. Well she was married the right call. She married the old guy and then 
got out Good of there. For her. So yeah, but uh, heated debate. West, a new character on the show. We're trying to figure out if he is a redheaded man or not. Can and he we, is. Can we say Ginger? I don't know. Yep. Okay. I think right. so. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you watch the show, just let us know if you think he's a ginger he or is. not. Everyone in the room except Alex thought he was not a ginger. Okay. So what's insane? Um, Jake, you have a wife that you married that you love very much. And what color is her hair? It's red. And when you got home after witnessing this whole insane scenario, what did your red-haired wife say about this man, West? Uh, we watched the whole first episode, and when they were picking him up in New York City, immediately she was like, oh, that guy? That guy's definitely a ginger. Thank you. No hesitation. I Thank think your you. wife's wrong, Thank but that's you. fine. <laughs> Thank you. A um, fellow member of that world, immediately, because he is. He just is. So yeah, that got very heated. It also probably didn't help that there was a lot of alcohol flowing in in the systems as well. But uh, yeah, that very good first episode. West, if you're listening to this, DM me back so we can know. I I I DM I slid into your DMs asking what your hair color is. You still haven't responded. So if you could get back to me as soon as possible, that would be great. Uh, I am very excited about this season, though. I think it'll be very good. Lindsay and Carl are engaged right now, but we know they break up at the end. So that's going to get, that's going to be a mess. That's going to get really good. I kind of feel bad for Carl. I mean, you choose who you marry. Uh, I'll say I do. And I don't. Well, no, not the Lindsay thing, but just like his relationship with Kyle and like, uh, they're in business together with Loverboy, which is their seltzer company. And I just feel like anytime Kyle's pissed off, he just kind of takes it out on Carl and it's undeserved from time to time. Sometimes, but I feel like a lot of Carl is, I don't know, his own his own kind of doing. Yeah, that's but fair. The thing I'm most excited about is Wes seems awesome. Yeah, Wes is where does there's, seem good. They've uh, kind of, um, they've lost a lot of the big like the guy original personalities. Cast, yeah. yeah, like over the years, Luke was around for Luke. a while and Luke was like good. Yeah, great uh, television. A good TV, yeah. yeah. And they've just kind of paraded a few like weird bummer guys mm-hmm. over the last couple summers of like, Oh, they show up for uh-huh. one summer. They're not anything interesting. That, and then they leave again. I think West will stick around for a while. That's why I didn't <laughs> as crazy as it sounds. That's why I didn't like last season of summer house is there was only two dudes on it. It was Kyle and one other guy. And it was like, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, those were the only two dudes. It was that military man. Yeah. I can't think of it. Corey. No. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Corey was around. Yeah, he was. Is he was he Winterhouse though? No, maybe? but he was mostly Winterhouse. Yeah, he showed up. There I was don't a know. guy named Alex for a minute. Yeah, was he the one by maybe. himself? Or yeah, was that two years ago. But like I said, they've just had all these like bummer guys that yeah. just really aren't aren't that exciting. But so. if you haven't seen the show, it is honestly the best great reality Bravo reality. It's TV. the best. It's my favorite reality television show right now, legitimately. So, and I think we've talked about it before on here. Yeah, like we've done whatever. But just the quick pitch. It's just a bunch of. New York City 30-somethings. Or 40, if you're Kyle. If you're Kyle, you're 40. (laughs) 30-somethings who literally just... Well, Kyle's whole thing is like grind during the week working, and then they spend every weekend of the summer just at this mansion in the Hamptons just partying. Yeah. It seems like a great life. It's a great great time. That was uh, Shelby's other observation was... That guy's 40? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he apparently. has a mullet. Yeah. And I was like, and apparently he's worth a lot of money. So yeah. 
don't make too much fun of him. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle is an OG of all of this. He, I think he's probably the one that got this whole thing started. So, oh uh, yeah, he's always been like the leader of the group. Yeah. Like, so, because this whole thing started with like Kyle and his friends, and then yeah, like slowly branches off. You bring a couple people in, they bring some friends, and like you know whatever. But yeah. uh, good reality television show for sure. Uh, we have a potentially disturbing story. We have a... Actually, the rest of these stories are potentially disturbing. <laughs> They're all very disturbing, disturbing stories. Um, Alex, did you put this one on here? Or who put the Kate Middleton one on? Yeah. It? So break that break that down. I us. don't even know too much about it. I oh, just saw good. on the internet that... Perfect. There's a theory that Kate Middleton is just like not around. So she apparently had some surgery a while back and there has not been a single sighting of her since that surgery. Can you explain who Kate Middleton is to the people that may not know? She married the Prince of England. Okay, great. Thank you. Right? I mean, that family wouldn't shock me if something bad happened to her. <laughs> you know, that I mean, that's the just... same family that killed Princess Di, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the royal yeah. family, baby. Yeah. So And then made drove the other couple into outcast. They live in Canada now. Megan Meghan Markle. Yeah, and whoever the other prince that wasn't going to actually Either be Harry king or because William, I can't remember. Prince yeah, Harry because he's the younger brother. Sure. The ginger. That is a what? So no one has seen her since the surgery. Yeah, she is for sure. And gone. it's been a couple months. And it's one of those things that like the royal family, I understand that she's not like she's not the queen or anything, but like the entire country should know where, you know, the royal family people should know where they're at. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's like they're the president. a big deal. Right. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. So there's all kinds of theories about what's going on. Is she dead? Is she really sick? Why is nobody why? seeing her? So Kate Middleton. Why do, Why do people care about the royal family? I don't know. There's, I don't get to talk about it's it. It's basically like hundreds, like centuries ago, the Kardashians existed for the UK. All right. Not well, a, I mean, but the thing is, but they, they actually have, have a legitimate prominence of like, yeah. yeah, being in charge. Well, so do the Kardashians. Except that at some point, you say that to, you tell Chris that the okay. UK <laughs> like has a prime minister, so they don't actually need the royal family now. It's just a hundred percent for show. Right. But you know, back back in the day, with like you know monarchy and all that, it was for real. I mean, it was a big deal when the Queen died for people, and I was yeah, just but like, why? I don't know. I didn't realize Who cares? It's the Queen. God save the queen. It's the national anthem over there. Now it's God save the king, and it sounds silly. But were those, it just um, sounds silly. I stand with the Irish. But people in America gave a fuck about it, and that's what I was confused about. But What, what were the Irish chanting at that soccer game? Lizzie's in a box? <laughs> <laughs> what were they chanting? Like some, so the Irish and UK <laughs> disrespect goes back a long way because Britain was just terrible to There's the world thing right northern ireland <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's just a mess and at there. a soccer game they just started chanting like lizzie's in a box <laughs> <laughs> that's classic comedy yeah, yeah honestly classic comedy you give me any chance from european yeah. football it's always going to be 10 out of 10 Venezuela's yeah. get some of those in there you know the whole thing Good stuff. uh next potentially disturbing story uh p diddy uh <laughs> So Rodney Jones, who goes by Lil Rod on Monday, filed a 70-page lawsuit uh, at the Federal District Court in Manhattan against Mr. Combs, detailing allegations of sexual assault, drug dealing, hiring sex workers, and participating in various sexual activity, various sexual activities, all of which he forced to endure while living with Mr. Combs working on his album. Uh, the biggest name that came out of this is Meek Mill. 
that allegedly uh, Diddy made Meek Mill have sex with him for Grammy nominations and clout and like all this shit. Like that's a real thing that's been happening. Uh, allegedly, I guess I shouldn't say real thing that's been happening. <laughs> uh, I saw this story and I was just like, I, what kind of fucking freaks do we have producing music right now? And also Meek Mill, who is a big rapper in his own right, is just, just was hush hush about this. It's just fucking crazy to me. Maybe that's how he got prominent. Maybe he was a nobody until he started messing around with Diddy. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So Diddy is in some trouble and we'll see how this all plays out. But, uh, there's a, I've seen random little swirlings of Diddy being problematic for some time. Yeah. I mean, so he was, this feels like it's finally coming to a head. He was alleged to have been involved in the Tupac murder. He's, going back that far. He's been a part of a lot of maybe not so great things. So, yeah. Uh, the lawsuit said Mr. Combs promised to make sure that Mr. Jones, who is, uh, I believe the guy, the, the producer, um, Mr. Combs promised to make sure that Mr. Jones wins producer of the year at the Grammys if he engaged in homosexuality, the lawsuit said. So P. Diddy is just throwing throwing shit like that around. Bad guy, uh, allegedly, if this is true. But yeah, kind of a crazy story of it. Holly weird, out. man. Holly weird. And that's that's kind of what I was thinking is that, like, let's say this is true. How much other weird shit is happening out there that we just have no idea oh, is happening? So much weird stuff. Like, I couldn't even begin to think about it. If you could know, and we've talked, to, we've we've ha- had this conversation before. But if you could know the country's secrets, would you want to know them? I don't know. So. They'd have to kill me. I'll say, do other people know that I know? <laughs> do they know? I or know. is it just like I'm allowed to read them in confidence? Because I would, I would, if I could just read them in confidence, right? Just because I'm way too, just, I would have your, to know your bedtime nightcap sort of deal, and then like you never, you just go about your day. Yeah, Absolutely. like I still get to be fine. Like yeah. I don't have people like hunting me down trying to kill me. Yeah, yeah. but would that be too much information? Yeah, no. like not for me. Yes. Be like, man, I know who killed JFK. No, I, I want to know. <laughs> I would love to know. All right, all right. Would I you think- not? I would like to know, but if like when we're saying all the country secrets, that's all you think about all the time then. Because it's like, fuck, what kind of fucked up world do we live in? And I think that would just mess me up so much. True. You know? Yeah, I would just move off grid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's crazy, crazy, crazy story. Uh, and then this is the last, the last sad story. Uh, a U.S. airman... I believe it was outside of the Palestinian, uh, the Israeli, the Israeli um, building, uh, lighting himself on fire for Palestine. Very sad story. Did you guys see the video of this guy lighting himself on fire? Uh, I saw like a blurred out. Version partially, of it. yeah, I'll say it yeah. went it went viral on Twitter, and I saw it, and it's one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen. But w- is lighting yourself on fire the worst way to die? I don't know that there's a good way to go. So I, I disagree with that. I think that's kind of like a, it seems slower than a lot of, that's what ways. I'm thinking. Like it's like, it's a slower, more painful death. Like that five minutes he was in there where he was still alive. Let's say was the worst five minutes of this guy's life. I, I have a hot take and I understand if people don't Fire? agree with it. I just, my worst way is like, 
I was somewhere like super remote in the middle of the ocean and like I didn't die right away. Yeah. And you're just like floating and it's like pitch black, yeah. dark, dark. You can't comprehend. Oh, like if yeah. you were a member on the Titanic or something that that's worse for me. Yeah, I would agree. Especially if you don't die like immediately. Like if you drown immediately, I would rather do that than burn alive. Yeah. But if you're just in the middle of the ocean and you know you're not surviving. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that one's worse for me. Yeah. That's my ultimate scary. fear. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> But I mean, worst, worst way to die aside. I mean, clearly it was something that was, it, it was for a cause. Right. And it was, yeah. it, it wasn't a, what's going to be easy or quick. Yeah. No, I know. You know? I, I know for yeah. his specific case, right. I understand right. that, but I was just more of a broad like question with it. Um, no, I'll take one to, to the dome right now. What you <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and he was only 25. Very sad story. Um, before we move on to the origin story, I got one more thing for you. I just want to shout out uh, our friend Parker has a scary movie podcast. It's called Let's Scream. I listened to an episode of it today on the paranormal activity, and it got me thinking, what is the scary movie that you watched that like fucked you up for longer than you thought it would? E.T. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a scary movie. Uh, it is when you're a child. Frozen. Frozen? Her sister was a witch. <laughs> Ben's being silly. I had I had like legitimate trauma from watching E.T. as a child. I had nightmares almost nightly yeah. about E.T. coming and like killing my family. Oh, that's wow. a good one. Because when you're a kid, it's different. Like now I wouldn't consider this movie scary. But what did mess me up a lot was Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. I was scared of right. Jurassic Park. Yep. I like I don't watch scary movies. And it's probably because I'm became aware at some point in my childhood of like, oh, E.T. is not even supposed to be a scary movie. And look at how much that <laughs> fucked me up. So like, no, thank you. That's fair. So I guess by default, it would have to be either Paranormal Activity or um, was it Insidious. Insidious yeah. was only, tough. Only ones that I've ever like actually watched. You yeah. went to see that in theaters too. We all yeah. did. Insidious. No, well, I didn't. Oh yeah, I was on spring break. Mm. That don't don't move me. There's one. We there's want to one person at fault. There's one person at fault for this. No one in this room. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Hey, we'll save it for the origin. Story. Yeah, we'll yeah. Talk about no, it. we won't talk about that. But uh, but yeah. So that I I thought about that. I for me, any of the paranormal paranormal activity movies, any movie that you watched at night and you had to like drive home after really messed me up you oh, know what i'm terrifying. saying where it's like you're just driving home in the dark and all you're thinking about is the movie you watched and like yeah like you think you see p see things and shit like yeah no. which is why no, i don't no. watch scary movies I don't yeah know no people are doing no dude i don't watch them anymore but when i was in high school and a girl wanted to watch a scary movie i was like yeah dude i'm in all right <laughs> what girls wanted to watch scary movies with us? a lot get out of here a lot more don't lie to the people think. um i couldn't do paranormal right now to be honest with you should we throw it on after? Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> just the what boys. If, what if we have the Pacers game on with the sound? Yeah. And we just let Paranormal play, but sound is off, so okay. it's not quite so spooky. Okay. I like that. All right. I'm okay. in. Uh, <laughs> all right. The much-awaited, long-awaited origin story of the Second Unit Podcast. Alex is going to start us off here with... Uh, he's probably the best storyteller of us all, so... Uh -huh. Uh, well, Alex, without further ado, take it away. So, I mean, I don't even know how we're doing this. Just how, how did we all get here? Yeah. How did where, we all where, get here? How did the crew come to be? Yeah. Well, it all started. My mom met my dad yeah. and um, 
No, for real. Um, of of the boys in the room here. Yep. Who I met first was uh, Jake Debon. Jake Debon is currently in the bathroom. So and respond right now. Yeah. It was junior high. My sister ran cross country in high school, and in the eighth grade, I decided I also wanted to uh, run cross country. Mm-hmm. And Jake Debon was on the cross country team. I believe he ran the year before, so he was in it before I was in it. But when I met Jake Debon, he was just the kid on the junior high cross country team who wore a Colts jersey every day. Yep. Every day. Took pictures in it. <laughs> Do you remember the kid in uh, junior high that would wear a Notre Dame shirt every day to school? I don't nope. Wanna, I don't want to say his name, but you guys probably know who it is. Oh. Uh, off mic, probably. Yeah. But no, but I know Jake Debon. Right there, yeah. and hilariously, you guys can't see is wearing a Colts like, quarter zip Pull something over. right now. I was shooting myself early. <laughs> I have a Bears one just like that. Those are so nice. I, Shelby got me this for yeah, Christmas. Really but nice. so that's how that was. Uh, so he was just a buddy on the cross country team, but we weren't really friends probably until high school. Yeah, why? Why were I, we not friends in eighth grade? I don't know. It's because you were too busy talking to women. Ah, nice. Me. Yeah. Oh, that sounds cute, like that, cute girl yeah. on the cross country team that I was spending my time talking to. That checks out. Yeah. And you were friends with a guy that I was scared of. B-Man. All right. B-Man so was scary. That. So anyways, Jake was just junior high cross country <laughs> on the team. And then also we ran together in high school and it was probably freshman into sophomore year. We just kind of started hanging out more from yep. that because obviously we knew each other, like sports, all that. Um, so Jake's the easy one. That was you know, pretty pretty good yeah. easy intro. Just teammates, cross country, kind of insane. We used to run all that um, time back in the day, um, and then also around same time freshman year of high school, um, I, I guess is when I became aware of Parsons. Yes. So we were not friends right away. <laughs> oh, buddy, were we not? <laughs> That's what you're gonna have to give some good good input on this. Uh, we knew each other from baseball. Wreck baseball. Like we just both played baseball, separate teams. Yep. But you know, when when you're once you get into that age of like junior high and into high school playing rec baseball, like you know the guys that right. play. Like you, you know the right. guys. Um, and I have a very vivid memory of I think being a base runner. Oh, I remember. And this I was brother. just like on the bases, and you said something to me, and I was like, "Why is this guy talking to me? Like we're not friends. Get yeah. out of here." Kind of kind of vibes. Um, and then. This is going to get mean, it feels like. Good. It's part of the story. It's part of the story. Actually, you were mean to me earlier. <laughs> this is Just to get, get you, you back, back for the fucking years of meanness. Oh, okay. grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, freshman year, me, Parsons, and another buddy, JJ. Shout yeah. out, great friend JJ. Also part of the crew. We're all in the same geography class. Correct. And the way that class was run... Somehow, this teacher likes to do everything as a three-man group project. Yeah, and so uh, JJ ended up being my college roommate. Like there was that was a given. We were going to be sure. partners for sure. Sure, sure, sure. And then old Zachy P over here mm-hmm. would always want to be our third guy, and we would always pick this kid named Kyle instead. <laughs> and so it was always me, JJ, and Kyle in the group of three, and we left Zach to be with the other. You know the hodgepodge the of like, yeah the three random people working together. Um, this so, is really mean. 
it's hilarious to look back on now. I would die for this guy yeah. next to me now. Thanks, pal. But back in the day when we had to make a group of three, I was like, mm, maybe not that guy, Kyle. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so that was a whole thing for a while. And then how did we even start becoming friends? So how that happened was everyone around you I was friends with. Yeah. Jake, Ryan, yep. Chris. That's what it was. So... Like, I, had, I knew them outside of you, and then you also hung out with them. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm cool yeah. with everyone. Like so this I had the crew of cross-country people, which was Jake, JJ, some other right. guys. And then I was friends with kids who were basically like the soccer team mm-hmm. kind of guys. Right. And then you just knew everybody. And then we all started playing Xbox together. Right. That's what it was. Halo. Halo. Shout out uh, 2008 and yeah. how big Halo 3 Halo was. Halo 3. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, and this is no exaggeration, if it wasn't for Halo 3, I don't know if we'd become friends. Nope. Like, that's a real thing, because every day after school, we would hop on and play, like, four or five, six yep. hours of Halo every night. That's just how bros become friends. Yeah. Just bonding over video games and such. Yeah. It so. was, uh, yeah, I, when I was, uh, I moved here in seventh grade, and I moved around a lot before that, and we, we stayed here or whatever. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, I really don't get it. But I really wanted Alex to be my friend. I was like, that's the <laughs> you guy. You tried really hard. I did. I, I I I get Facebook memories of you like writing on my Facebook yeah. wall. And I'm like, what is what who is this guy? Yeah. That's I try I, I tell you what, I thought Alex was just the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> How stupid do you feel? <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I eventually got got in there and I, I remember I had Chris and, and Ryan over one night at my house and he was like, Hey, do you want Alex Saban to come over? <laughs> <laughs> and he was the only guy with a car at a time at the time. He was not 16, a big deal. He was 16 before everyone else. And so he's like, yeah, he's going to drive over. I'm like, okay, cool. And that was the first night. And then we went to see taken that night and, uh, the rest was one. history. There it is. But, uh, yeah. Also one of my favorite stories getting to know Alex was rec baseball again. I think this was like during the time that like we weren't friends, but like you would talk to me at least. And I remember you got on second base, or I got on second base or something. You were playing shortstop. And the the only thing you said to me was, I have a girlfriend. Did you know that? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. all you said. And then, uh, I can tell you exactly what three-day period that <laughs> yeah, was in. And then three days later. I had later. a girlfriend for three days. <laughs> and then three days later. What's up, it was, Lindsay? <laughs> it was three days later. It wasn't. But uh, yeah, so that, that was how me and Alex uh, got together. And then me and Jake... Uh, you know, met in driver's ed. We were in driver's the same ed. driver's ed class. I was looking around the class and I was like, man. We were in a crappy group of driver's ed. We were ed. in a shitty group of driver's that ed people. That was the universe putting us together. And I looked Didn't around. did you do it at the school? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We did like after school. It was like an after school thing. And uh, I was like, well, this kid's wearing a Michigan State basketball shirt. So I was like, well, he knows. I think he likes sports. So I'm just going to talk to him, I guess. And that's kind of exactly what happened. Yeah, and luckily I was just randomly like tied in with like Saban yeah. already. It was really the cross country group and the soccer group, and we always joked that Parsons was just the throw in because right. it was just cross country and soccer mixed together. Really, well, it, really, what? A, yeah, I mean, I was just friends, right. like weirdly, yeah. like knew all those Look, people. We yeah. just separately. we just went over it. You worked hard. Okay? I did. You worked I did. your way in. Thanks. I appreciate that. You got I'm in. Still here. I was way too shy to talk to anybody, so I'm glad you talked to me first. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was sophomore year of high school is probably when we second semester of sophomore year of high school, yep. we started hanging out and, and then like the rest is history. Junior year of high school, 
we started like hanging out at my like obviously my yeah. parents' house. Like mm-hmm. I lived in a cul-de-sac growing up, so all the guys would just come over and we'd yep. hang out outside and play basketball, do whatever. Um, and then obviously we were all friends up through. Yep. And then we get to old Benny, Benny boy. boy. So Ben's is wild because <laughs> Ben's is crazy. there is a random human who's God knows where doing God knows what. And if this one human didn't make the life choice they made, we would not be here right now. And that's so like butterfly effect. It really it's is. so insane yeah. to think about. So I worked summer camps at the YMCA and they just had camps at the schools like around Fishers. So um, at the time, I think it was at Thorpe Creek Elementary, maybe. Um, but I was just working summer camp and it was already about halfway through the summer. And I had worked for a couple years uh, summer camp at that point. Already about halfway through the summer, and then there's one day, there's a new guy, like, at the school, like, up. working, and I never am really somebody to go up to, like, somebody and introduce myself, like, oh, hey. now I am as an adult, but, you know, 10 years ago, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, when I was 20 years old, I wasn't going out of my way to, like, hey, right. I'm Alex, what's up? I don't know, I guess he just looked cool. He had a backwards hat on, it said Eskimos on it, I remember that silly little black hat you had, um, because I fell in love in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It was love at first sight. But I did. I do remember going up to him and just saying, "Hey, man, where are you normally at?" And he goes, "Uh, here." And I said, "No, like where? Like what site do you normally work at?" Because it was a normal thing of like somebody called off. Like we had more kids at our site that week or whatever that you would get somebody who was normally at the actual Fisher's YMCA or at one of the other schools. And I was like, this guy doesn't get what I'm asking him. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm just, where are you normally at? And he was like, oh no, like it's my first day. I was like, oh, that's weird. Like we don't usually get (laughs) brand new hires right in the middle of the summer like that. So this is a good little offshoot into Ben. Why did you need a new job that you started right? I don't know if we need to do this. Long story short. I mean, that summer I worked, I worked, I worked, I worked a different job and then, some of my coworkers' decisions impacted me directly, and we all got let go from that job. So, fast forward, it was like, well, I need to make some money because I'm a broke college kid. So, okay. You're about to go into college, right? Uh, no. He was oh. already in college. Yeah. Oh, you were in college yeah. already? Yeah, this okay. was, I think it was the summer after. Because I was probably, I was definitely summer, going into my senior year of college. Yeah, after oh, my right, right, freshman right. Yeah, year yeah, of college. Yeah. Because yeah. then, yeah, interviewed for the Y because I was like, well, I guess I could corral some children's around for minimum wage. That's <laughs> fine. Chillins. But yeah, 10 kids to one adult. Yeah, that seems to make sense. Insane. When you're not even about, an adult when yet. When you're not even an adult yet. <laughs> some random coworker of Ben's at a different summer job brought something he wasn't supposed to. Everybody lost that job. And if that kid hadn't made that stupid choice, we wouldn't be here right now. That's true. And that's just insane to think yeah. about. Um, but then throughout the rest of the summer working together, I was like, Oh, Ben's a cool guy. Like we're having fun. And then found out like, Oh dude, I go to IU, (laughs) you go to IU. I was like, dude, we should totally hang out. And it's usually one of those like empty things. Oh "Oh, dude, like hit me up and we'll totally hang out, whatever. And we had, uh, t-shirts that we got at the end of the year and everybody got to like sign each other's t-shirts. And I like sneakily wrote my phone number on Ben's t-shirt when I signed it. Like, Hey, hit me up, buddy. Like whatever. Um, and I expected that to essentially go nowhere. And it was maybe the first or second day back in Bloomington welcome week. He was just like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, ah, this guy likes to party. Let's go. (laughs) 
And from then, it was Ben... Feel, feels like you kind of lived at our house that whole year, even though you didn't. Well, because that really worked out for me because I found you guys who didn't really care to go to the bars right. unless you were forced into it. And then me not being 21 and not... Well, not, you weren't not, drinking. I mean, I was going to say, I wasn't participating in any... You just wanted to hang out with the boys. Right. He just likes to I watch just liked us to, consume well, beverages because you, we were old enough. Right, right. Exactly. Well, no, what he was doing, he was smoking cigarettes <laughs> then. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, he was 18, so like right. he had to right. have his thing. I forgot about my chain smoking Right, days. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But, yeah, like I, I found the right group of my people there, yeah. essentially, because yep. we would just stay in, play video games, mm-hmm. you know, do... God knows party hang out and then yeah. i knew ben was for sure a real run real one who was going to stick around when we would spend all day every sunday recovering from weekend choices and we would sit in the living room and watch like an entire season of spongebob as like the recovery <laughs> and this would be when i didn't Pokemon, i didn't I live at the house ben yet. didn't live there. yeah i lived like five miles across campus yeah. and i was just <laughs> In this big comfy beanbag sack, like <laughs> struggling for life, and we would, yeah, we and would just, just watch, SpongeBob. watch SpongeBob all day. Yeah, like, that's different that's lifetime. And then here we are. Yep. Some we, might argue that I knew your sister before I knew you. That too, because uh, I, I del- simultaneously, yeah. Ben had box. two jobs. So he was working summer camp, and uh, my sister was your boss because mm-hmm. she was a manager yep. at the pizza place. Because I remember I came. I think it was like maybe my second or third day working the summer camp. And then, um, yeah, Gwenny comes up and she's like, Hey, I think you know my brother. And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't think I know him, but maybe. I forgot this guy, Ben over here, insane worker. He would work the 6.30 to 2.30 shift at summer camp. Yeah. And as soon as his shift would end at summer camp, you would... Did you have any time to go home? I would go to the gym, and then I would shower at the gym, go straight to Hotbox. He'd work Hotbox, like, And then I would work Hotbox, yep, until close, (laughs) and then I would go home, pass the fuck out, and repeat, do it again. What a a grinder. Monday to Friday. Or what you would do is leave hot box with about three pizzas and come over to Alex's house oh, the, the, on the, the weekend the Friday night special. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Hey, you want to come over? It's like, all right, let me get three chicken three bacon ranches. Yeah. Real quick. yeah. That was always the best is Ben coming to ho- or coming to savings at like 10 30 and was like, here's all the pizza. And it's like, hell yeah. There it is. Yep. And then after graduating college, once we moved out of our parents' house, Ben and I lived together mm-hmm. for like the first year with a third roommate and then after that year, that roommate moved out. Jake moved in. So sort of. Ben and Jake moved together. Oh, we lived together for a full year. Full okay, year. True. And then Jake true. signed up for a second year, but then lived with his now wife. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> at the same time, we lived in that apartment. Zach and some of our other buddies lived Tyler, who's around the, the corner from us in the same complex. So yep. we still hung out all the time. And, and we just, you know, we did a really good job of finding friends. Shout out Lantern Hoods. We haven't, haven't yep. really left each other since. Yep. Because then we kind of shifted around who lived with who, but we all lived in the apartments. Zach and I lived together for a year, and it was miserable because we lived above Satan. We really um, did live above Satan. That guy sucks. <laughs> if you're listening to this, fuck off. That was the worst. I hate you, Brian. Um, but yeah, and then we kind of have all split off separate living situations now, but we still yep. get together for this once a week, probably see each other every other weekend in between, mm-hmm. and... These are the guys. These yep. are the boys. These are the now boys. You know. 
Yep. So that is the entire, well, not the entire origin story. There's many other stories we could tell, but not for air. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that'll about do it for episode 50 of the second unit podcast. We've done this 50 times. Thank you so much for everyone listening. Um, has it probably been a year? Cause we skipped a couple weeks. Yeah. I, mean, I wasn't here at the beginning, so I don't know. I can't exactly remember when, when our first... us three started. It, it was warm. It was like, well, I right g- around NBA playoff time. No, I well, think it was sooner I, than I that. I guess spotted and did the March Madness bracket. Yeah. Oh, no, we did talk about the disasters too, we, Kaiser. It had to have been and a couple we, weeks And before. we did free agency last year, yeah, too. Yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, so, when was the first episode? Yeah, the first the first one got He's posted. Celebrating an anniversary, if it's an anniversary. February 21st of last year. Oh, wow. So we missed over it. A, year. a week ago. Yeah. A week ago was so the one So we've been doing this for a year now, so... I uh, really appreciate everyone that has listened. It, it's been, you know, a ton of fun and we're looking forward to, you know, doing more in the future. But uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, I forget whose birthday it is. Hang on. I'm going to have to pull it up. I took a picture. So All it's right. going to take me this a second. Lead, lead me into it. Lead me into it again. Okay. That about wraps us up for the <laughs> second year podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Uh, until then. Happy birthday, Luka Doncic. Also, Jamal Tinsley, who's better at basketball. Jamal Tinsley. Kobe. You.